podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Andy Gibbs and welcome to Off The Wall, the podcast here on Anfield Index. We like to give you a small flavour of some of the content available over on the paywall side of the channel at Anfield Index Pro. Now before we get started, I should say yet again, this show is brought to you in partnership with LibertyShield.com and we thank them as ever for their support. Liberty Shield is the perfect VPN companion for all your entertainment and privacy needs, where you can get 25% of everything using coupon code AIVPN. That's AIVPN. Now with Liberty Shield, they offer low-cost VPN routers with fast worldwide shipping and that will allow you to connect any device simply and easily to a VPN, including IPTV boxes such as Mag and Zagema, plus Smart TV. TV and Apple TV. Now, yesterday I brought you uh, the John Walk story part one, and we're going to give you part two, obviously, today. Uh, that'll be uh, something that I'm sure our listeners are really going to enjoy. Now, this is all part of a series of interviews that Anfield Index have been lucky to conduct with former players, uh, legends of the club, and uh, get a real insight into the time that they spent at Liverpool and their wider life and interests, obviously, how they became professional footballers and what they went on to do after the game. So these interviews are quite in-depth, and usually we split them into two parts because they last uh, about 90 minutes or so. Now, Trevor's already spoken in two parts with Jan Mulby, Paul Walsh, Mark Lawrenson, and John Aldridge. And uh, over on the pro side of the channel ai pro right now listeners are getting the ones that we've recorded since the coronavirus outbreak so that's uh, a two-part with steve mcmahon there's also jason mcateer and just this week we uh, released two parts with uh, with the great phil thompson who was in conversation with uh, jim boardman for those and it kind of has the legends feel that we like uh, over on AI Pro. We're very fortunate that Jan Mulby joins us every week. He has done now for almost three years, uh, where you get a weekly show from Jan talking all things Liverpool. And, and obviously during this outbreak where there's no uh, chance to speak about current matches, uh, Jan has shared some absolute gold stories just last week on Mulby on the spot. There was a story about David Speedy, which will have you in absolute stitches. So, so Moby on the Spot's the name of the show, and it should really become a staple part of your podcast listening. It's absolute gold-level content. I'm very fortunate myself. I get to record a monthly show with uh, Sir Kenny Dalgleish. That's called The King and AI. And we do give pro subscribers uh, a window of two or three days to listen to that show before the public release. That show is recorded in uh, in hope of raising awareness and funds for the Marina Dalgleish appeal, which is a charity very close to our hearts uh, at Anfield Index and of course uh, to Kenny and the, and the family over in uh, Southport so uh, the King and AI well worth your time uh, you've probably listened to it already on the free side but as I say that on the on the pro side of the channel we do release that show on the day that it's recorded generally and we give uh, a, a two to three day window to subscribers to listen to Kenny's thoughts uh, on Liverpool and other things uh, before uh, before the general release now for all this fantastic content on ai pro you can get 30 days absolutely free and zero obligation to uh, to continue after the 30 day trial which you can cancel at any point to do so just head to anfieldindexpro.com to sign up today now if you decide to stick around then we would expect you to once you start getting uh, into some of this content then the cost is only three pounds 49 per month or 39 pounds 99 per year so today on Off The Wall, we're going to give you part two of the John Walk story. Now, in this one, uh, John is talking about an era where Liverpool were the most successful side in Europe. Walk recalls the highs and lows of his time at the club from outscoring Ian Rush to missing long stretches through injury. There's also a look at John's involvement with the uh, Christmas time movie favourite Escape to Victory in which... John was able to share some screen time with uh, Michael Caine, Sylvester Stallone, Bobby Moore, Pele. And uh, to conclude the chat, Trev also asked John to run the rule over Liverpool's current side uh, under Jurgen Klopp. Uh, he also speaks about the legendary managers he played for and uh, the progress being made by this current uh, Liverpool side. It's really a, a fascinating listen. Uh, John Walker, probably, I think, if you speak to former players, he's certainly one of the most underrated players from those great Liverpool sides. I mean, his goal-scoring record is absolutely incredible, mostly from midfield as well. Now, as ever, I would love to hear your feedback on, on any shows that we do on either of our channels, and the best way to do that is to join our Discord community. Uh, it's uh, a free free to join Discord community where you can engage in healthy debate and uh, 
and argue if you want with uh, with other Liverpool fans a place to go for that anfieldindex.com forward slash discord d-i-s-c-o-r-d and alternatively you can give us your thoughts on uh, Facebook just search for Anfield Index or on Twitter two accounts for that at Anfield Index or at Anfield Index Pro so here we go it's John Walk in the company of Trevor Downey for the interview part two Hello and welcome to part two of the interview with Trev Downey. My guest on this episode is Mr. John Wark, a two-time league winner with the Reds and a man whose remarkable career we explored in part one. Listen now as the chat continues with myself and John Wark. John, uh, I, I want to get into the weeds in your Liverpool career, obviously, but before we do that, to start off this episode, and I kind of did set it up and tee it up, uh, in 81, um, before you moved to Liverpool, um, there was... Uh, quite the event, uh, which was yourself and quite a lot of your Ipswich uh, 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 comrades, not to mention people like Bobby Moore and Pele, involved yeah. in, a, in a Second World War football film called Escape to Victory. Now, an awful lot of us sort of it was it was a, a fixture in our in our Christmas time schedule. Yeah. You know, it's a massively important movie to me, and I think to an awful lot of people. Um, how did you get? How the hell did it come about that you got involved in that? It was incredible. It's still on now. It's quite scary. I get, even before I get to start talking about it, people ring me up every Christmas saying you're on telly. And I think, <laughs> what? And I, and I actually say to them, what is it, Crime Watch? And they're like, no, it's that movie. You <laughs> know what I mean? But yeah. no, the way we got involved, uh, a chap in the movie business knew Sir Bobby, this American chap, and he actually came to the, the ground one day just before we we're going to do some training. So Bobby gets him in the room, and we're all sitting around, and he w- he comes out where he says, I'm making this soccer movie, and I'm looking for some soccer players to, you know, to be involved. MD interested? Yeah. And I just, and I actually put my hand up, five of us, five of the Ipswich Town players, because I wasn't going anywhere in the summer. And, I, and that's how we got involved. I didn't even know anything about it, and then he told us, you know, it's a prisoner of war camp, and You've got to go to Budapest, Hungary, uh, and Bobby agreed our fee then. So me, Ross Orsman, Kevin O'Callaghan, Kevin Beatty, uh, Robin Turner, we all head to Budapest in the summer once the season finishes. But we didn't know we weren't involved until we got there, who was going to be in it and who, you know what I mean? It's so that's how easy it was. So you were actually going in blind. You didn't realise the stars that and, were going to be involved. And we thought we we're just there. This is serious. We thought we we're just there to play football. Right. We didn't realise we we're going to be involved and in, you know doing the scenes and speaking parts and whatever. And before we even so, talk, before we even talk about yeah. that, how how long was spell are you talking about? How long was that of, of your summer? As soon as the season finished, it it took five to six weeks. Wow. To, okay. Yes, and so so we went to Budapest. And you imagine what Budapest is like in 1979, 80, when it, when it was, or 80, 81. It's, you know, we go to Budapest to do this movie because they had a prisoner war camp there, which, uh, uh, I don't know if they'd been there from before, but so we went over there and suddenly we see who's in this movie. Michael Caine, Sylvester Stallone, Bobby Moore, Ozzy Ardiles, Pelly. You're gone. This is a proper, this famous, <laughs> Famous actors from all over, the, you know what I mean? This, I went, and all famous players from all different countries, and it was like, this is a proper movie, you know what I mean? So, it really opened your eyes up. And what, pe- what people love about it is that, you know, obviously the actors are going to do their actor thing, but you guys, yeah. you, you guys brought a bit of realism to the football scenes, and there's that beautiful slow motion Pele overhead kick. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I assume you were involved in the, in the day on the setup for that lovely set piece, were you? Well, they were, and the famous, well, firstly, the, the goal, they wanted a spectacular goal equalised when Pelly does the scissor kick, as you know, yeah. and Bobby Moore crosses it, and you think, to score a goal like that, it would take, I don't know, five or six or even more than that takes, and as they crossed it, Pelly, Pelly, by the way, was nearly 40 then, yeah. so he was like fast, he's only did it first take, and they actually went, right, cut, and I'll never forget it. What a goal! And it took one take to do that. Wow! I didn't know that yeah. story. That's one. T- yeah, <laughs> that's unbelievable. One take is put it right in the top corner. Because they really milk but, it. Like there are slow motion oh, replays, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow! Okay. That's and even, and even, but the one 
everybody was fantastic, Mike, because after all the scenes, you're, you're in the hotel at night having a meal and you're in a long table with Bobby Moore, Pelly, Ardilis, Michael Caine, you know, you're like. But Stallone was the only sort of, can I say that, a bit of an op-head? Yeah, you can opinion. indeed. Yeah, you can yeah. Indeed. He didn't mingle with us. He stayed in a different hotel because he thought he was slightly bigger and he had a few like minders and bodyguards and so he didn't mingle as much, you know what I mean? So that's that's um, kind of that's kind of disappointing. I was hoping as, I was hoping yeah, it but, would be like it was in the movie that he might have been a bit standoffish, but by the end everyone got on and mucked in. But you're saying he no, uh, he, he, he was starting. And then to even make it worse, he actually thought he was that good. He's a goalkeeper, and he says, "Can he score the winning goal?" <laughs> to the director and we went no you're a goalie you don't do it yeah so that's why i don't know if you remember the scene he saves a penalty so to make him the hero as such and even and even that took eight takes before he could save it because we were (laughs) chipping in his hat it was like oh it was quite incredible you know what I mean, so, so, so we, it's the best six weeks I've ever had in my life. Well, something you, know you I mean? something you said right back at the start of the story was that yeah. basically Bobby Robson signed off and agreed your contract. Is that right? He did. Well, basically he did. He didn't tell us. He just says you're getting what you get paid at the club. You know, we thought, well, that's good. You know, we're not we're already being paid, but this is what you're getting. Yeah. And we didn't, but we thought we were just there to play football. We didn't realise till we get there. We're in all the scenes, and we've got speaking parts. Yeah. And, and uh, so once we get there, you're in. And I tell a story in my after dinners. Uh, two weeks after we get into uh, Budapest, when we're all there, we're in everything. We're doing scenes. We've got speaking parts. And uh, the boys, which was town boy, says to me, John, do you think we should try and get more money to more money our loyalties? I went, I'm your man. I'll go and speak to the the main producer. So I go and speak to this producer. This is so funny. And I went, uh, I'm speaking on behalf of Ipswich Town, the, the boys. Uh, we think, you know, we're, we're well involved in this movie now, we think we should get more money or royalties or a series of thinking of leaving. And he went, well, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> serious. <laughs> serious. And I, and I actually had to go back to the lads and say, lads, we've got to just stick with what we've got. You're stuck. That's a true story. <laughs> I've actually thought we had a bit of, I thought a bit of pool, you know, because we'd been in it for two weeks. Yeah. And, uh, and basically he went, and I went, oh my God. So I went back to the lads saying, just stick with what we've got. And, how, and that's, how did you imagine if we did get royalties? That would have been well pleased. <laughs> how, how did you feel about getting your getting dubbed because of your Glasgow accent? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a, that's another. But this was so I didn't know then at the time. I had two lines in the movie. Yeah, you just do your lines. Uh, yeah. It was at the I'll take the top bunk, and it's better than playing for Manchester. That was my lines. So it wasn't till I don't know maybe three months after the movie, I'm in Ipswich and I went to the premiere. Uh, uh, premiere of the the movie and there's the five boys who were involved, Russell, you know, Kevin beating me, and I'm sitting at the time watching the movie with Alan Bazil and Eric Gates, two ex-teammates who weren't there. So I'm sitting watching the movie and it comes to my bit when I speak and I went, it's me in a bit and suddenly I went, that's not my voice, that's like an Edinburgh voice. <laughs> yeah. And it's the worst thing I've ever said because especially with Brazil and Eric Gates. So they've told everybody in the world that I was dubbed at two lines. <laughs> True story. Do you think so, they might they mightn't have noticed if you hadn't said anything? Well, I, no, it was my fault. I just suddenly went, whose voice is that? It's, like an Edinburgh, it's not a Glasgow voice. Yeah. They've put an Ed, Edinburgh accent. <laughs> and honestly, the worst two players to say that to because... No, I mean he, they had it all over the world by then. Well, okay, so maybe, maybe you're not in the run for an Oscar, but let's go. No, ba- but let, let's get back it was, to, to it. Was, it was fantastic at the time. It must have been. It must have been an amazing experience. Yeah, like, just yeah. the, just the names you're dropping there. It must have been amazing. Yeah. But like to, to get back, to fast forward again back to to, to, yeah. to Liverpool and 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 where you're where you're really shining and winning trophies. I mean, in that first season, John. I mean, as you say, I think you you, you make enough appearances between March and the end to. Grab yourself to get a, medal, a league yeah. medal, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I that, think it was like quite twelve or thirteen or something like that, something like that. And I, you know, I, I scored on my debut, which that was the thing when you play your debut, you, 
you're in Liverpool and you've got to make sure you do well. And I scored we won two 0 and as I said, I scored a couple more or whatever, and we ended up winning the league. So I was part of twelve or thirteen games. So that was good to have a good start because when you're a team at Liverpool, you've got six, seven internationals on the bench. You know what I mean? I never had that hip switch. I had the, you know, we had the ten internationals in the team, but on the bench were just kids and whatever. We never had the the backup or the, you know, the thing you would worry and if you weren't in the team, somebody would take your place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but, that, and that, that's what happened. That's what was in my mind at Liverpool. So I, I had to. Start well, and that depth you talk about, that depth of squad, meant that I, I, yeah. I, I imagine, seeing as it's, I, I can't, I haven't found any information about it, the the run yeah. to the European Cup final is something that the squad is so strong that I don't, I guess, yeah. I guess you're not involved in that particular aspect of it. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't involved because I, I wasn't signed in time, so I ah, wasn't, you know, I, what I mean, I, I didn't sign in time, so I, I didn't play in the Europe games. Okay, so okay. I, but I, I just played in the league games. Yeah, so that's another thing. It was. They'd won the, you know, the, it was a quarter final, so it was already been, so that's why I wasn't involved in. Yeah, yeah, you were, you were, yeah, 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 made the squad. But another thing, another thing as well, which that people, I don't know really, see, I've joined Liverpool and the people were thinking I was a replacement for Sui. I'm a, I played in the same position as Sui, but I'm not the same player as Sui. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sui had, Sui was a passer and got stuck in, I was a, you know, I can. I was a holding midfield, but I scored goals. You know what I mean? Hmm. But people thought me as ideal replacement of Sui, but I wasn't. If you know what I mean, with different attributes. Uh, completely, That's, completely different, different, different yeah. players. And yeah. I was, yeah. I was actually only talking about Graham Sooners on, on a recent podcast, and you know, yeah. it's it, even. Even anyone watching two separate games with the two yeah. you guys could see that. But I mean, like yeah. I, I, your your real ability that you just outlined there comes to the fore in yeah. the second season. Okay, yeah, season one, you, you've got a, you've got a league winners medal in your bag. And yeah. by the way, you've what's that? March to 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 May is all you've got to set yeah. in. Now I suppose maybe that type of introduction it probably worked out for you i mean there was no time to be intimidated by like you said the high standard of players all around you you just got on with the job and i mean it must yeah. have, it must have been even though you were playing with some wonderful footballers at Ipswich, oh. it must have been quite quite the culture shock to be looking around and, and looking at, at you say as you say looking at at, at, at kenny Dalglish and looking at, oh. at 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 the likes of 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 the, the depth in that squad in that in that dressing room did you find it a, an environment you were welcomed in immediately oh big time yeah because i knew kenny and hansen and you know steven nichols soon i knew them with scotland you know what i mean so it was as soon as i got there you know we were i played with scotland with them you know what i mean so that was a great help but it was an eye-opener that liverpool i thought this is this is a major club massive club and i thought you've got to you know get in there as quick as you can and stay in there, you know what I mean? But you look around the, the squad and you think, this is some, you know, that's the reason why you're at Liverpool with all these internationals on the bench, you know, so you had to be at it every game. And that's, you know, something which was different than Ipswich in a way. Do you know what I mean? I, I do. You, you, I, I, you, will never, you will never get dropped at Ipswich now because... They didn't have the backup squad, you know yeah. what I mean? So if you if you're not playing well at Liverpool, you're out because you know guys will come in and just take your place. Internationals. We 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 have so much to get through that I probably won't get back to this question. So I want to ask you now when you think about yeah. it. in in your time there, like over the course of eighty four to eighty eight, and just yeah. especially in those early days, because that I know Kenny's still in the dressing room, he's still playing, yeah. he's playing it up until eighty six, eighty seven, really. I mean who was who was the person that really you know even amongst those great players you went okay this guy's on a different kind of a level or was there anyone there was only one for me yeah. another level was Kenny yeah which is you know I played I always say I played with great players at Ipswich and you know and as I say Kenny was the best I've ever played with British you know played with because he was as a midfield player who could he could score goals and make goals and he just saw you coming. He was in a different, different way. And I was lucky enough to play well with Scotland and Liverpool, and he was just better than the rest. 
and I've always said that, yeah. Yeah, I think I think uh, the man you mentioned earlier on, Graham Sunez, would very much agree with you there oh, as well. Yeah. He yeah. said he said yeah. pretty much the same at different times. The the the, 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 the your first proper season. I mean, you're it's it's a proper John Wark season. Twenty yes, twenty seven yeah. goals. Twenty seven, yeah. More than more than Ian Rush, which is I mean that that in itself is a hell of a sentence. Uh, well, it's scary. But then I I always say this. I said. I'm the only one that's ever beat Ian Rush, you know, and the goal scoring. And I went, I think Rush has scored 26, but he was injured for 10 games. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah. Right. <laughs> that's right. You know, and otherwise he'd have scored 30, you know what I mean? But, uh, but to you, do that. But, but you must is, have been, you must have been ever present, John. I mean, you, like, I, I think it's 60 plus games you played that season. Is that right? Yeah, I think, uh, that's it. It was Europe and all that. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I scored a few in Europe. And, but, it was just, as I say, when you play for a club like this, you know they made chances all the time, and if you're always going to get chance of scoring goals, and that was my game. So that was yeah, it was my best season. It, it it was one of those things at Liverpool that if they didn't win, they were second, and that yeah, that, that was one of those seasons where Liverpool were second in everything. Even uh, not not even to get into the weeds and Heysel, and I've spoken to other guys about I that. Know, and I know it's it's like, it's, yeah. a, it's a it's a it's a tough. Uh, topic for for, yeah. for people to yeah. get into, but at the end of the day, it's 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 the European final and 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 and, and it, Liverpool are runners up. Liverpool are runners up in the league. Liverpool, you league, know, yeah. it's 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 um it's one of those nearly seasons because if, if if Liverpool didn't win, they were second. That's just seemed to be the way it was at the time. Um, at the time, that's but, because no disrespect to Everton had a really good team yeah. as well at the time, didn't it? I mean, so. And I, I, I mean, so you've got to hold your hands up. The, 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 if, you, if, if you look at, at what follows, the, the double winning season where Kenny takes over as manager, um, yeah. that again, sort of disrupted for you by injury, isn't it? That campaign. Well, it was, well, basically the whole season, uh, that's when I was, uh, I was injured. I was in plaster twice in one year or one season. Wow. So it was at the beginning and it was at the end. So I was never fit really. In these seasons, that was the reason why I, I never, I got myself back fit, but I wasn't, you know, fit enough as such. Yeah. So that was the reason, you know, I think it's, I think it's 86, 86, well, Kenny was the manager. I think it's 86, 86. For, but for one year, I was out quite a long time. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, when you're out at Liverpool, it's just hard to get back, you know what I mean? And that, that, that 85-86 campaign, like you say, is the one that ends yeah. in a double. It's kind of, you know, it just shows you what a kind of Roy with the Rovers character Kenny was to come in and take over as manager and do yeah. that. I mean, it's it's yeah. remarkable stuff. But you still managed, even despite, like, two really serious yeah. injuries. Like, I think it's Achilles and an ankle. No, I broke my ankle. Broke and, your ankle. Uh, and tore my Achilles. I was in plaster twice. In, in one in one year as such. And so e- even to, even around that, you worked in eighteen appearances and six goals. Yeah, I mean, I know, yeah. You, you're keeping your ratio right it's up. Scary, there. I know. <laughs> yeah. And even my last season at the end, I, you know, I was just coming in and play. I remember a game, for instance, uh, I think it was Oxford away, and uh, Steve McMahon was in the team then, and and Steve McMahon got injured. I think it was eighty-seven or something, or whatever, and uh, he got injured and. I played against Oxford and we won 2-1 or 3-2 and I scored the winner. Mm. So I thought, I'm fine, I'm back in. Steve McMahon was fit for the next day and he put him, Kenny put him straight in the team. And I thought, this is the t- you know, I'm not going to play a lot of games here. Yeah. And that's when I basically asked him, you know, I think it's best of a leaf so because I wanted to play every week, you know, and that's when I, I left. So that was the sort of standards, you know what I mean? I, uh, yeah, and I mean, I, actually, Stephen Mann's involved in 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 in, yeah. uh, in a story as well. I mean, it was. Yeah. Did you find you were kind of vying directly with him for for a place for a couple of years? Well, yeah, a year and a half as such. But yeah. I, I had my injuries. You know, I had this, yeah. these injuries, and he was in the team, and Kenny wanted his team as such. And I see, I was just recovering from these two major injuries. Yeah. You know I mean, so I was on catch up as such. You know what I mean? And, and I would come in and play the game and help them out. And every time I played, I, you know, I would do well or score, but it didn't guarantee me to play every week. And in the end, it took its toll. And I thought, I want to go and play, you know. And in the end, that's why I went back to Ipswich. I dropped a level. I could have went to, you know, bigger teams. It's not bigger, but teams in a better league, you know. And I, I dropped a league to go back home to 
um, uh, Ipswich Town. And and that campaign, which like I think eighty six, eighty seven, like you says, kind of yeah. dis- disrupted by injury. I think you get on the League Cup final, but and um, that was another yeah. another nearly season. Now, ironically, exactly. the, the run you leave in eighty seven, eighty eight is 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 that season where they're they're playing ridiculous football and 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 it's oh. it's going it's going great. Obviously, you've got Barnes and Beardsley in and Johnny yeah. Johnny oh, Aldridge up front, and yeah. as you said, Kenny had sort of revamped the team, changed it completely, and um, you 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 had kind of had a word with him. Now, generally speaking when I'm talking to guys who've, who've moved on the story yeah. is it's never just a happy story it's usually quite acrimonious even like I, I, you know Johnny Aldridge was telling me about his his parting of ways and even you yeah. know even lads who who went reasonably well but there's always haggling over money and stuff like that did you find it difficult to kind of separate yourself out from the club in the end was it straightforward or how did it work out for you no mine was mine was fine I just said to Ken I said to you know, I says, any chance me playing games? He went, no, you're not in my 11. You know what I mean? And if I said, this team's interested and all that, I says, well, go and talk to them. It was simple as that. That's yeah. the way it was. Yeah. And I says, well, there's a team, there's, I think it was Watford at the time and whatever. And, I, and then Ipswich, as soon as Ipswich came along, because my wife was, my first wife at the time was batting Ipswich and I was having problems and I thought, well, I've got to go back home, you know what I mean? So, and that was, you know, I, I went back to Ipswich, and, which I, was a, a lower division. Am I right in saying that at the time, um, I, I, I believe I read this, tell me if I'm wrong, that you, yeah. you, you probably, did you speak to Bobby Robson? Did Bobby Robson give you a little bit of advice about yeah. going, going back? or Bobby, Bobby, I rang him and I went to, I says, uh, I've got a chance of going to, you know, a team in the same league as Liverpool at the time or Ipswich, and he went, Go with your happy son, which is, you know, and I went, you know, and as soon as he said that, I went, yeah, the only place I'm going to be happy is Ipswich. So I went back there. In in many ways, that that, that man's had a, a profound effect, effect on oh, your career, hasn't he? Oh, my major. He's like, well, father figure. He was yeah. the one that, he, you know, because I'd lost my dad at an early age, and so I, you know, I'd, I needed him off the field, you know, as well, but on the field, he gives me my debut at 17, you know what I mean? And then into midfield and so the rest, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, he was the one, yeah. He was a major influence in my career. And and when you look back at that little that that period of four years at Anfield, which you, you say the last half of it was yeah. kind of comparatively blighted. I mean, what what what's your takeaway memories of it? Like, how do you think of it as part of uh, your career? Like, I mean, it's forty two goals. Tell me if I'm wrong here in hundred eight appearances, which is insane. Something like yeah, it's, yeah, it's like one in you're not far off one and two, and yeah, yeah. I mean, every time you're playing, and I think for a club like that, and I could have done even, but you know, if I was playing more, I, I still think I would score. If I if I'd been fit and playing in the team, I'd have scored goals, yeah. I'd have definitely scored goals all the time because you're playing with better players and making chances all the time. But I had a fantastic time. I, I loved Liverpool and I still do every time I go out. And a lot of the boys, we all, we're all still very close. Jan, Walsh, you know, Aldo. Every time I got there, we always have, you know, we're always close. Like people, people remember, including including myself here in this. Like I'm, a, I'm a fellow who's in his mid forties, and that was my mm. period. That was my teams when I was kind of really starting to love the club and and and, and grab every little bit of information I could. But the the impression that you left after four years was very, very strong for for considering the period of time you were there. I mean, people talk about you in 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 very very elevated terms about your about your ability, about your goal scoring, and to, as you said, to have done a, done it at Liverpool. I mean. Do you is there is there something about that that because it wasn't maybe perfect the last half of it do you still rate your time with Ipswich or your 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 early highlights with Ipswich higher or where where did where did the two league uh, titles uh, fit? I, I, yeah, they fit. I think I've got to put uh, the eighty one season at Ipswich is my highest by a country mile. You know that was my best. Yeah. But then I always come out with a one. I scored more than Russia in one season, and that gives me such a buzz and a lot of people say that and to do that to end it to beat Russia you know it's got to be good and as I say I went there to win leagues and I did so and, and I just had a great time I wish I could have won more and uh, played more but to do that yeah I'll I'll be happy with that you know and the good thing is every time I come back to Liverpool I'm, 
the fans are still, you know, every time I see them in the pub or everywhere I go, they're, you know, they're complimentary. I mean, bloody right there, and, and, and with good reason. And you say, like, as you say, you, you moved back to Ipswich, but I mean, <laughs> before, just before we get back into that, there's something that struck me as a, as a Liverpool fan at the time, and it's, you had, you had a very trademark look, John, you know, with the, with yeah. the, with the, with the hair and the mustache. And, and the mustache, yeah. You know, and it was very much, it was part of the, the culture at the time. Like, it, it was, like, you look through that Liverpool team, so many lads had a, sim- oh. a similar look going on, right? It was, it was, it was quite remarkable. Um, I know, yeah. Yeah. But, but 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 I think some somehow particularly so with you it was that little bit more handlebarry or something. Uh and yeah. I think it's a look you've keep you've kept going to this day, is that right? Well I've tried. I've still but it's a bit greyish, it's not the I've still got the it's slightly there. Yeah. Just the the hair's gone. The hair's gone, but yeah. that's probably from all the headers. You know yeah. I mean? yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's what I said, yeah. That's that's those, that goal scoring career had its impact. But I mean like now, I, I, I know, uh, another man I've spoken to for the show is, is Bruce Grobler, and I, oh, I, 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 I've, I've heard you mention a couple of times that occasionally oh. there's a little bit of a, a mix-up goes on between you and Bruce. Oh, scary. Every, when we went to legend games and we were playing in Sweden, yeah. and I've walked in and these Swedish fans skulk out and went, Bruce it to me! Bruce how are you? And I went, next minute Bruce comes round the corner and they go, double take, they were like, oh, I've been loads of times. I've been said Bruce Grobler. I've even went to the Liverpool game. That one of the games this year, I had to do one of the lounges. Yeah. And I walked in, and a few foreign people come up. Bruce, can I have your sign signature? <laughs> I went. I'm not Bruce. I'm his twin brother, Johnny Watt. You know what I mean? And it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but even even your Wikipedia page, I was obviously I was doing some research with this and remind, yeah. watching YouTube clips and reminding myself of the good yeah. old days. Even the the picture that's the picture that they've chosen for your Wikipedia page, it's remarkable. Yeah. It's like they've gone out of their way to pick a picture that you actually do look similar to Bruce. Looks it? like I know. It's, it, quite, it, and it, even do you know the scary thing as well? My I had my Bruce came to my fiftieth, yeah, my fiftieth in Ipswich. Yeah, Bruce Glover invited him. Uh, and uh, he's came down. All my family are there, and Bruce is all tat. My family had a couple of drinks. We went, what the hell? Johnny's got a bit of a tan. They <laughs> 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 must have had a lot of drink. They were going, yeah, yeah. They saw Bruce. It was Bruce Grumble, and I was going, oh my god, <laughs> this is going to be a good night. All my family were going, what the hell? Johnny's got a bit of a tan. <laughs> Uh, uh, scary. Ha, ha, have they all come on the bus again, John? Have they? Oh yeah, it's, it's same thing. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's mean... true. But a lot of places all over the world, honest. A lot of people have. You see them looking at you and they go, "That's Bruce," and I can hear them talking. I'm going, "Oh my god." Yeah, 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 yeah. Scary. You you've done the Masters uh, at a, a few on a few occasions as well. Yeah, for, for, for the Liverpool. Liverpool yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember seeing you in that. It was great, to, great to watch that as well. But I mean, yeah. as you say, you go back to, to to Ipswich for two seasons. I think is that was that the the time when you were playing with Daniel Atkinson and Jason Dazelle? Uh, yeah, was that, and that, that was, Kawamia and all them. Yeah, and, and during you, that time, you're knocking more Player of the Year things out of the park at that stage as that well, aren't you? Scary. I think I had a run of three out of four years, and I'm thinking. And I'm, I was the oldest, you know what I mean? I, I played centre. I went back there to centre back. Uh, and during that time, I'd won a couple. And then uh, I, I'd, uh, had to, I went to Middlesbrough, actually. I went to Middlesbrough for a year. And then I came back again for the Premiership years. And that was that was incredible. You know what I mean? Coming uh, back in 1992, I think, yeah. And was it centre half for the remainder of your career then? From basically yeah. the, from the second period of Ipswich onwards was centre half? Centre half, yeah. Well, the the second period was started sort of midfield a few games, but then went to centre back, and then it was probably five years as centre back. So, so I mean, you've got this. You got to see. I mean, an awful lot of people think, that, and it's massively annoying. I must imagine for fellas who achieve stuff because it's annoying yeah. for fans. But an awful lot yeah. of people who are, let's say, in their thirties or so, uh, yeah. it's, it's like football only got invented when the Premiership started. And you, you were there to see this. You, you were able to straddle the two periods. I mean, what, what did you notice apart from obviously the the money that was getting sunk into it? Was there anything that you noticed in terms of evolution of playing style or anything like that that you've noticed over over those? years that you were playing did you notice anything different or was it just the same game no it was just the same I think it was just uh, uh, everything that went about with the premiership you know I was involved as you know in the 
alive and kicking or the thing at things like that. It was just so different to what I was used to. You know yeah. what I mean? Just more more razzmatazz or whatever. Razzmatazz as such, yeah. It was all that. But it wasn't the football didn't change. Well not for me, you know what I mean? Yeah. I had to just the thing with me when I went to centre back for the last I didn't train for about five, four years. I just actually just used to rest and just turn up on Friday and play five or sides and then play in the games. The boys couldn't believe how I would get through playing games. Yeah. That's yeah. what I used to do at Ipswich because that's what I needed. You know, I didn't need the training and all this. I just sort of, uh, at the time, the managers let me just rest. Did you have a consistent manager for that period, your, your last, well, your was, last uh, couple of seasons? Well, it was John Lyle, who was yeah. another fantastic, he was like old school, very similar to all the great managers I had, you know, Fagan and, you know, Bobby Robson. John Lyle was in that school, do you know what I mean? And mm. he he sort of let me get away with murder as such. Not murder, but, you know, he just said to me, are you training today or having a, <laughs> having a cup of tea or whatever? He was quite... But all the lads knew it, cause, but I still used, still done the business when I played, do you know what I mean? Which is, uh, that's what it's all about. Which is, which is all any manager cares about is what you're doing on a, yeah. on, on a Saturday, which it always was yeah. back then. I mean, like you, yeah. you, you, you were lucky enough to play with some, uh, brilliant foreign players when you were at Ipswich, yeah. when it was, when it was less yeah. common. And again, obviously at Liverpool, um, because, you know, they're, they're buying whoever's good. But that period, I suppose, did see an influx of foreign players. I mean, when you, when you think about those early days, uh, who, who were the standout players in the Premier League or Premiership rather at that time that you recall that people might be, have their memories tweaked? Well, I think the one, the one that stood out to me was Bergkamp. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he yeah. was just, a, you know what I mean? You get Bergkamp. I remember playing Arsenal, Bergkamp and Ian Wright. You're like, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? They were, yeah, yeah. they were a handful. You know, I didn't yeah. want to play against them. Every week, so he was the one for me. Bergkamp, he wasn't just another level. And if you, you if you if, if if you take it back all the way back to 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 the start of your days at Ipswich, you know, right when you were starting off as seventeen year old, if you if you were yeah. to, if you were to pick out maybe a player or two that really just for you stood out over over the course of your career, who 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 would the, who who would that be? Who would would it be someone like Arnold Muran? Would it be someone like uh, some of the other boys at Ipswich, or was it someone at Liverpool? Or no, I think. It's quite well. I should say the one that always start, people just ask me the best player, and I always say Kenny, yeah. the best player I've ever. Played, I always say Kenny Roach. You know what I mean? If they go and up switch, it's hard to say that because we we had a lot of great players, but not an outstanding player. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so you had the two Dutch boys, you had Paul Mariner and Kevin Beatty for me. Kevin Beatty at the beginning of. Mitchell's career for me, he should have been a world beater, but he, his injury pony finished when he was 27. So I would say Kevin Beatty could have been, you know, massive, but he didn't play enough for me. Yeah, and do you, do you, in this in a similar vein, you we mentioned several times now over the course of a chat the the managers you you were lucky enough to work with. You mentioned just John yeah. John Lyle there, who did I think yeah. years and years at West Ham, didn't he? And yeah, um, you mentioned you mentioned Joe Fagan, you mentioned yeah. uh, uh, Bobby Robson, jo- Jock Steen, uh, I think is yeah. he, is, oh. is Jock Steen who brings you he's, into the Scotland setup. Oh well, he's yeah. a he's a yeah he as I say I played for Scotland in my times with him, and he was. Proper, very similar to the boy, you know, Bobby and, you know, Joe and, you know, Bob Paisley. He's all old school and all. He had a pre, for me, he had the presence more than them all, if you know what I mean. When he walked in the room, and I was with big characters at Scotland, as, you know, like Hanson, soon as Kenny. When he walked into a room, Jockstein, everybody was quiet, you know. Mm. And I've never had that feeling with any other man, you know, when, yeah, people just saying bits and bobs, but Jock came in and it was, you know, he was the man. Was it, was it a fear factor, do you think, uh, John? I think a bit of, yes, he had this bit about you. He wasn't, but he didn't, he, would, he wouldn't say much, but what he said, he wouldn't sort of, he used to say to me, because one game he left me out, I think it was a, a Belgium game for something, and I went in and said, I said, why you left me out? He went, I don't need you. And I went, why? I went, because you're only good in two box. You're good in your own box, and you're good in their box. <laughs> That's what he said to me, and I went, and I looked at him. I thought, you're right in a way. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. I was good in both boxes. But that's what he just said to me. And I thought, he said, that's why I'm leaving you out. I thought, it's just, but he was dead, right? Which is, which probably sums us up. Yeah. He says, yeah, you're fantastic in defensively and you're great up front. Getting in the box, so and you, what you're the way, the way you're describing him there, it's really straightforward kind of old school wisdom. But, yeah, but like like Bobby Robson was famous for sort of being advanced in the way he thought about. It. In oh. fact, I remember reading about Bobby Robson's team talks, uh, and apparently yeah. they were legendary because they went on and on. And oh on. yeah, is yeah, that is, Bob, is is that correct? Yeah, but uh, Bobby used to go on, and the boys well, we called him. Well, some of the boys called him Mogadon because that's right. Yes, <laughs> yes. You know that was. But he used to, and plus Bobby as well, used to get names wrong. You know, he went, oh, see that, uh, he was talking about Roy McFarland, that Roy McParland. I mean, he was getting names mixed up, yeah, Bobby. Yeah. He used to get names mixed up, but his team talks went on for a long time. Uh, but as I say, still, as I say, we were used to it. You know, when you've been brought up, you know, where kids were, you, you get used to it. One of the stories I heard from from Mark Lawrence about Joe Fagan was that he was he was another man who didn't say a whole lot actually like you said Jock Steen when he spoke it was yeah. it was to the point um but Joe Fagan is is a kind of an, an enigma for an awful lot of Liverpool fans when they think back on it he he had that sort of quiet sort of a hardness about him as well did you have any kind of I know he took you to Liverpool did you have any particular connection with Joe I know he wasn't there for a long time when you were there but it was long enough I guess. Yeah, it was as I said, fine. He was, but he's one of them. He's quiet, didn't say a word. But it's when he did say the word, you knew. You know what I mean? He was one of them. It's not very often he would sort of raise his voice. You know, but he didn't have to, to be fair, because we were winning everything as such. But he had this thing. He was just like a quiet. When he did, you knew he did. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's and, uh, it's, and, uh, it's such a different game now, John, isn't it? I mean, when yeah, you when you but, think. It, <laughs> I think with Joe as well, Joe didn't, was the one that was doing, Ronnie Moran was the one that was moaning all the time. He was the one that was in your face and giving you stick and all that. You know yeah, what I mean? So yeah, 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 yeah. It's probably of Ron and Roy was the one that was good in addressing them. You know what I mean? Sort of your pal. Was he such. was your mate and Ronnie was giving He you was your mate yeah. and Ronnie was yeah. just your, the one you didn't like. Yeah, yeah. But it worked. It's, it's amazing it worked. Yeah, yeah. I, I, when, I, as I say, like it's such a different setup now. And you, you think about modern football, there's no way. I don't, I don't think they're even going to have a fear factor with any manager. Oh, so I oh think, nobody says anything to them, do they? No. So, so, Nowadays. So, 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 so the best managers are the ones who have their own massive cult of personality. They're almost larger than life. And I wonder, yeah. as you as you watch on, you you say you still you, you still uh, you know would follow Liverpool fondly. What what do you make of of what Jurgen Klopp's doing? Because people have uh, contrasting opinions. Personally, I, I think there's really obvious progress, but an awful lot of people don't agree with that. Where, where would you stand on what Klopp's doing? At well, the I would say, I th- well, I think he's definitely improving. You know what I mean? And I knew the defence last year. I, I watched a few games and the defence needed sorting out. People were talking about the goalkeeper, talking about the centre-back, you know, and they were talking about the full-back. I think he sorted that, especially the left-back. I'm glad the boy Robertson, I, th- I like him personally, not because he's Scottish, but I do think uh, he's a lot better than Mourinho, hmm. but and you've got Van Dyke, but I still think you you need another one and you need a goalkeeper to be where we want to be, and that's winning things. Yeah, I still think we need, and that's I mean winning the league and winning Champions League. You need these two positions. I think we're all right in midfield and and up front because you've got a, enough players to cause the damage. It's just these positions, I think, we've got to just get better or get better players to be where we want to be. Do you reckon there's anybody that uh, 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 you know or uh, in your family? You're talking about people that like to bet. Do you reckon anyone's putting a, a sneaky few a few quid on on, uh, on Liverpool win the Champions League? Given the Champions League, given the strength well, of that got, attack and talent, you know. I know. Yeah, you wouldn't. I tell you, you wouldn't. For the price, you, you know. Well, you're saying that. I don't think it will happen. I'd love it to happen, but you wouldn't. I, I don't know. I just think you never know. I think it's going to be a, an English team. I honestly, think an English team's going to win the Champions League, mm. and I, I hope it's Liverpool. <laughs> but it's going to be. It's going to be. It's either going to be them or Man City. So yeah, that's the way I look at it. Yeah, I, I, I wonder as, as you, as you look about, I mean, talking about, talking about someone like Jurgen Klopp, do you, and you know, 
characters like Mourinho, characters like Pep yeah. Guardiola, they are like so different to the men that we were speaking about that you oh, dealt yeah. with because they are all about their own cult of personality. Even a guy who's comparatively quiet man like Rafa Benitez, it was very much about his personality. Um, yeah. How do you, how do you as an ex player think about that? Would like, would, would, do you think you might get the hump looking at all these interviews with managers or how do you think you might react to that? Or, or, or the guys you used to, Suey and the boys, how do you think they would have reacted to a manager who's such a larger than life figure like that? in the media well I don't think they would like them sort of getting all the you know the managers it's not all about managers to be fair and the good thing I, I think about Klopp Klopp doesn't slag the players off does he never, yeah. he's never done it maybe the odd occasion he should have you know certain games you've got to give them a you know like the Tottenham game remember at Wembley when they were awful and the Swansea game or the game, the Huddersfield game was it, I think, yeah. And uh, I think that's when you've got to pull out, you know, like Old Shield, have a go at a few of them. Yeah. But he never, he never does it. He never does it, you know what I mean? And that's, but I think all managers are like nowadays. They don't, they don't give any of the players stick, do they? They just talk about things that went wrong in the game or, you know, Marinas, Mourinho and Pep, they all talk about other things. They don't talk about, you know, well, they, they never give any player stick to them. I think the I think the only one who famously did it recently was Roy Hodgson. He used to throw the odd lad under the bus if it suited him. So you oh, know what I mean. I know, that was <laughs> you know, which, which is which which is a little bit hard to take. But as you, as you, yeah. as, you, as you look around, not necessarily Liverpool, but just around the 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 league or even around the Champions League and various European yeah. leagues. I mean, do you see anyone that's kind of you know you you say well, okay, he 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 plays a bit like me, or is it like what we said earlier on that there's nobody really doing that in that position? No. I've not. Well, personally, the way I, I've not seen a midfield player getting in the box and scoring goals mm. for a long time. The, probably the last one I've seen was, what I just said, Frank Lampard, probably. That's the only one. There's, you know, similar sort of thing as such. I've not w- seen any other. And what, what about, what, what was, what was your take on Gerard? Cause I suppose he was the closest Liverpool equivalent. No, G- yeah. Stevie, Stevie done everything. Yeah. Stevie was, Pat Stevie. From me, ran the, you know what I mean. He, did he, I think he ran Liverpool on his own for a long time. You know what I mean. Lifted them, yeah, because he was he was doing everything. You know what I mean. Yeah, he's just and I mean he's up there with Kenny. You know what I mean. If you're talking about you know top Liverpool players, you know because he he done everything. And what you, I mean, but I wouldn't say he's not a like massive sort of player as such. Although he did score a goal, he scored goals. But he, he does passing, he does all, he does, well, you look at the games, like the final, that, you know, when he, was it West Ham game? Remember yeah, when he, yeah, when exactly. he won the game he on his own? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if he cup, you go. And then, the Champions League and all that, you go, he just won games on his own. Yeah, when you, when when you see him now and he's involved in the in the youth teams at Liverpool and management and managerial capacity, you mentioned Kenny. Kenny got into 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 the the management side of things. Was it something that yeah. never really took your fancy in terms of doing it long term, or did you did you did you kick it about for a while as something that you would uh, stick with for a long time, or have, what, what what is your thoughts on 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 you getting involved in that side? No, do you know what happened? I actually had a little spell at Ipswich where. Uh, it was when John Lyle went up the stairs uh, just before George Billy got the job and he, he gave me and another player, Paul Goddard, or he let us go and charge for nine games and I was still playing and it really opened my eyes up. You know, when you're a footballer, all you do is train two hours a day and that's it. Mm. When you're a manager or a coach, you I was training in the morning with the lads in the afternoon in the office, and then at night going watching games, and I thought, this is a proper job, I couldn't do this, and I was never at home, <laughs> I thought, this is not for me, Yeah. so, and I, actually at the nine games, or eight games at a time, we won five of them, so, I reckon if I'd have went for it, the fans would have backed me, because I was, you know, I was switched. Of course they would. I would have probably, I would have probably got the job, but, yeah. I, it was my cup of tea, and, and, and I, just, and... I just wanted to play yeah. You know, that was my love and that's what I try to do as long as I could. Well, you, Christ, you, you did it till you were 39 and basically yeah, you, exactly. you, you don't sound like a man that has any regrets. Like you've just, you've stepped away from it and, and that's fine. Yeah. There's no, there's no, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah. Well, I went into, afterwards I went into Chief Scout for a, 
different clubs, you know, Coventry and Portsmouth. So I went watching games, you know what I mean? So, and spotted a few players at the time. Yeah. Yeah. To, to keep so, keep your hand in a bit, but basically you're you you you're you're quite content. You're not one of these guys who's eating up with like oh, I I'd love to get back involved because I speak to an awful lot of guys who just you know they just nah. they can't relax in, into into retirement at all. No, no, I'm just even me. I still I shouldn't be doing this. I'm well, I was 60 in August. I still play five asides every Wednesday night with 25 year olds for an hour just to keep and lads I know going you're a freak. You shouldn't be doing this. But I still get a buzz and I hate losing. And, you know, I come back on a Wednesday, we win, I think I've won the Champions League. You know, it's <laughs> like, I still get that urge to to win. And, you know, I, I love playing. And if, if you can do it at your age, it's... Because I still keep myself fit. I've actually got to play at Liverpool Legends. I'm playing in March somewhere. Alan Kennedy's organised it. I think it's in Bristol somewhere. So I'm playing for them. He's asked me to come out. So There's another freak in oh. nature, that man. God bless oh, him. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I know. So I, I, I have to ask, John, just to finish, I have yeah. to ask my last question. You're talking about how seriously you're taking a five side. Are you keeping the ratio up? Oh, you mean, oh, goals? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, see, I start at the back, but I get there, and I'll always <laughs> score. I take my time getting there, but I always get the odd. I always get two or three goals every, you know, every session we play. Oh, I love it. I love but it. But the main thing is, don't lose. Because if I come back, my missus, what's up with you? And I'm miserable for about two days, you know what I mean? Oh, it's just quite scary. So you don't lose it, do you? You don't lose it, John. And listen, no, I, you don't. I, I think that's a, a perfect note for us to, to end with this episode of the interview. So on behalf of AI Pro subscribers, John, I just want to thank you very sincerely for this for this oh, chat. No problem. It was very generous, yeah. very engaging. We really appreciate your time and insight and stories. It's, the, it, it's great for it's a treat for people like me and our subscribers to get a chance to hear the views of someone who's actually lived it, someone who's a true great and been successful in a Reds team. So thank you very much, John. Cheers, mate. Thank you. And thank you, lovely subscriber, for choosing AI Pro. We appreciate you immensely, just as we appreciate you, curious trialist, should you do the right thing and sign up with us full time. I'll be back soon with another episode of The Interview. Network.